we are back. It is Amanda and Barron with Kicking Cancer Cares. And I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor of this second half, which is Marianne McNally, who's absolutely amazing. She holds a special spot in my heart um, with everything that she's going through. She's actually currently battling her own battle with breast cancer. So please keep her in your prayers. Um, she is a residential real estate specialty with Next Home Realty Connection. Um, and you can reach her at 503 409 4389. If you have any questions with how to sell your house, you're looking to buy a house, not really sure where to start, reach out to her and she is definitely your go-to. And again, just keep her in your prayers because she is currently in her own battle. Yeah. Well, I thought what our first half was bleeds in really well to how I met Mike. Okay. Because at the first half we were talking about Danielle Bethel and, you know, with Daisy. I didn't even know Mike until a few years ago, and but I did know Danielle, and she had thrown a picture up on social media of a coffee cup, I, I, and I don't know if you remember this one, Mike, mm-hmm. but yeah, he does. So she threw a picture of a coffee cup, it was like early in the morning, in a, a mug inside of her car, driving someplace, and she had the little kick and can. And I made a comment about that post, and Mike made a comment about that post, and that's kind of how you and I connected. Do you remember that, Mike? Yeah. So yeah. what's what? What's your version of that story? That's <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. I just, <laughs> I was sitting there. I was at work. Um, I got some of the first stuff done. It was like I think five twenty in the morning, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I looked down, and you know how the how the phone does what the phone does. It gives you the alert. So I'm like, and I'm a bubble popper. I can't handle having stuff on my phone. So I opened it up so I can pop the bubble so I can close my phone again. And, ah. <laughs> Go away, please. I've now learned how to, you know, turn off notifications and things like that. But before then, it's just, it makes me, it makes me loopy. So um, I went in there and did that. And then I saw the coffee cup and I'm like, hey, you're not alone. Just want to let you know that, you know, you're not the only one that's up at this time of the hour kind of thing. And then, yeah, you had already posted on it or something. But yeah. And and then we we just kind of connected through that post and and we arranged to meet at the Oddmo's on, on commercial. Okay. And we, I walked in and, and we started talking and realized that, well, we both like to market stuff. And there was this connection. I didn't realize at the time there was this connection of what he was doing with a charity. So tell our listeners, Mike, what was the, what, what is the charity that Oddmos is doing? Well, what we did was that um, we uh, partnered with uh, Sandy and Brewing. And I wanted to put a, because, um, you know, we deliver beer and wine and ciders and stuff. But I wanted to start putting some awareness out there um, of the whole, you know, the, the battle of cancer and things like that. And um, and so we designed a can that would, um, you know, highlight different types of cancer. And then we put a charity page on our website. And then we also had a colored box that matched the can. And it was all just mostly about awareness and things like that. We have, a, we had a couple testimonials on our, our site as well. And, but it was very, a kind of a, very soft approach you know i just wanted to create some awareness um i don't know a whole lot about it um but i felt it was important to put that out there and so we partnered with them and had a design made and that's kind of how that's kind of what we had and we didn't have anybody really driving the bus it was just about having it out there is is more like you met me and i was driving the bus you were driving a bus and so (laughs) i went ahead and you know 
I got on the bus. I love what you guys were doing. And, um, and it was early on as well. And so you guys are still figuring stuff out and, um, and yeah, so it was really neat to have somebody that could, like I, what I always tell people too, is I just kind of tied, tied our rope of what our little, what we were doing to you and just said, you know, we'll support you however we can. And then as that happened, you know, we've gotten to know each other better and better along the, the process. And, um, and so it's been, it's been great. I've learned more and I, I appreciate what you guys do more than you know, because you're giving information out there for people. You never know where to look. You don't. You know, and, and also like the recipes you guys talked about in the first half and the different ways and stuff. It's just, it's nice to know that there's somebody out there that is continually trying to find information to help people. And so I applaud you for that. Well, I know that we had been friends for a little while and I always try to figure out the why, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the why that makes you cry that we talk about. Right, right. Well, you did submit an article <clears throat> and the people that go to our newsletters, there's one called an honoring issue. And those are always third person. Somebody honors somebody else by telling their story. So if they go to the Honoring Issue 2021, uh, there's an article calling Honoring Carolyn and Inga. And the title of it is Thankful for the Time We Were Given. Yeah. By Mike Sublett. And I really like the first line in your article, Mike. Do you remember what it is? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> well, it's not in front of you, so I wasn't sure. Well, no, it's like one of my favorite quotes. It's okay, like, well, you know, tell, tell us, listen. It's everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And that was a quote from Mike Tyson. And it's just about life. You know, I mean, everybody has this plan, but then when you got to really face some stuff, you know, you really know that you have no plan. And the people that have got to face cancer and some of these horrible things that are out there, um, you know, I think about that. And it's just it's how it felt. You know, how it felt with when I was yeah. first told, both with my sister and my mom, it's like, wait, whoa, what, what? Wait, whoa. Because my sister was young, you know, and, and my mom um, came out of the blue for me, you know. And so it was like, yeah. So which one was first, your mom or your sister? My sister. And how long ago was that? Uh, let me see. She's, let's see, I'm old now. Um, so it would have been 25 plus years ago. Okay. Right around there. And my how, mom was how, about four how old was years your sister? ago. Uh, about 28. And what cancer does she have? Adenoid cystic carcinoma. You always give me homework. I, I had know. to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I discovered that adenoid cystic carcinoma does not have a specific color. It has two colors. Okay. The ribbon has, and so it's cobalt blue and ast- asto bright yellow. You tend to highlight the yellow a lot of the stuff that you see Mike do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very rare cancer that develops in the saliva glands. Oh. And then moves to the head and neck region, which you said that's what happened to your sister, right? Yeah, it got into her jaw. Oh, wow. And so... And half half the time, it then spreads down to the lungs, which then becomes life-threatening. In your sister's case, it didn't go to the lungs? No. But the head and neck was not treatable? Actually, what they did was they, um, they removed her left jaw, and they replaced it with a bone out of her leg. And so she went in for that surgery first to try to get that out of her, out of that. But and then she went in for radiation, and which is a really interesting when um, because they have to create like a helmet for you, and because they, they do it really, really specifically, and it's um, and so uh, you do that, and then she went to chemo and all that kind of stuff, and uh, you know, like a lot of these battles, it's just you know, you're always like, okay, well, let's see how this works, and let's see how this works, and then the process just keeps going, and so mm-hmm. you know. Now, are you older or is your sister older? I was older. You're older. How yeah. how how much older are you than your sister? Two years and one day. So you're in your thirty, early thirties when yep. she's going through this. Did your sister was she married? Have kids? Yep. How many kids? Two. Two. 
the reason I bring that up, Amanda, is Mike and I had been working together for a little while, and then I introduced him to Robin and Pathways. And oh. I think that mm-hmm. Mike connected pretty quickly with Pathways because he watched what his sister kids yeah. went through, right? Well, what's crazy about it is um, you don't think about it, even though you care so much. You know, like, we're really close. But you're going through it. You're trying to help, you know, your sister or whoever go through it. And then her husband, you know, and it's like you're all just kind of like all this stuff. is like, what can we do? We'll take you to this appointment. We can right. do this. Had a lot of support around. But, you know, the kids just get quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, and they just like they can embrace what's happening around them, but don't really know how to deal with all that. Right. So <clears throat> Robin and what she does with Pathways focuses on that 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 part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it was like whoa, whoa, because yeah. then the reality was like, yeah, where 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 was I? Yeah, you know. And so it was tough. Absolutely. Reality. Can I go back a little bit? So they took a bone out of her leg. Mm-hmm. For her jaw, did she did she have to remove part of her leg for that? Or how, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. They took the, the bone. I'm not sure quite which bone it was. I I don't know. I just was really really numb at that point. So. Right. So yeah. So they did that because they felt like they're looking long term as well. Right. You know, they just um, and so they wanted to make sure she had, you know, with that part of her, you know, the structure was still okay right. and all that stuff. So I how long did she battle, Mike? One year. One year. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, was it the chemo and radiation or was it the cancer? Which which do you think ultimately was the device? cancer? The cancer. Yeah. Because I've heard I've, <clears throat> and I'm not placing judgment either way. I'm just I've heard people say that, in their opinion, the effects of the chemo was what killed the person, not the cancer itself. Yeah. But I would say, based on what you told me, given the region of her body, it probably was the cancer. Yeah. I don't know. You know, when you're going through it, you're just uh, you're what, just going what through the motions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how how much difference do you think it would have made for your family if we had had pathways there 25 years ago? I think it would have made an enormous difference because it would have created some support that we didn't even know was needed, and it would have really highlighted some really important things. How old were our kids back then? Uh, eight and ten, I believe. Critical ages. Critical ages. I, I don't. They may have been a little bit older. I, I, I don't know. I'm their I'm their uncle. I'm like right. you know. My job basically was to like tease them and yeah. you know and you know do stuff like that. I mean yeah. that was my job. And you know, um, yeah. And so you know you don't think about that. You're just right. thinking like, hey, what can I do to mess with them now? Right. <laughs> you know. So so let's fast forward because I know this is a really hard subject for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I say it's a hard subject is. It's your sister. You're two years apart in age. Yeah. Um, Brenda and I are three years apart in age, and I can't even imagine what you have commented that I cry at a drop of a hat, and uh-huh. you know, and you were there at the honoring evening when she's announcing her cancer's back. So I mm. totally get where you're at. Let's fast forward a little bit. How many years later does your mom get cancer? Uh, um, well, it was about four years ago. So twenty-one years or twenty-two years, something like that. So what's what happened with your mom? Uh, lung cancer. And, uh, you know, she's been a smoker her whole life, and you think about that kind of stuff. And everybody likes to try to pinpoint that stuff. But when you really look at all that stuff, it's like, okay, so then explain my sister who never drank, never smoked, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, I mean, there's just story after story after story. And people like to be able to, like, be mad at something. But it's just, it's just, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Um, 
So, but yeah, so, and with my mom, it was um, interesting because one, she's a very close person, you know, so she's very close. And so I found out, yeah, just three months. So it was quick. She only had three months. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so. sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so let's talk about pizza. No, I'm just kidding. Hi. <laughs> well, it might so. be easier if I read this than you read this, but can I, can I read the words that you wrote in the newsletter? Sure, there's a door right there. You know, <laughs> if he gets back. <laughs> well, I'm not even going to try to touch your sisters. I know how hard that was for you. But you, in the in the article that you wrote, you said um, for, you start with your sister. Then you said then there was this woman that raised us, my mom. My mom was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer January 2018, and passed five and a half months later. Her whole world was spent caring for people. She was a career nurse, the eldest sister, a mom, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, and the wind that filled my cells. It's a good thing I'm reading this, isn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> when, when we get the news, it hit us like, are you freaking kidding me? My mom at that time was still grieving from the loss of her mother, who she had been taking care of the last 12 years. Mom was in the process of moving into our house, getting back to being with teenage lifestyle, because your mom had retired, many people in her life. This was supposed to be her time. There are no words, no reasons, no explanations, no anything. In reality, the only thing you have to try everything you can. Emotions seem like the only controllable variable, but in reality, it's the part that is the most uncontrollable. Right now, there are Kleenexes all in the room, right? (laughs) I was told about the five stages of grief and fully understand and agree with them. I personally feel that when you lose someone who has the kind of impact my sister and mom had on my life, it feels like an ongoing relay race of stages that never ends. Um, Well, I can't even begin to thank you for all you've done over the last... Three years. I mean, I met you. I met you late 2000. No, I met you early 2020, and we kind of figured out some things we could do during COVID. And then towards the as COVID begins to relax, I'm like, we got to find some way to raise some money. I mean, I still got to pay a few bills, website, blah blah. blah. And uh, I still remember I went to Mike with this idea to do um, a fundraiser at the pizza places, and we sat mm-hmm. in your office. And there's a partner that we don't talk about, him, Sam. Um, and I tell people, anyone that knows Disney's, Walt Disney's story, Walt Disney was the visionary, and his brother was the number cruncher. And his brother would always say, this, we can't afford this, and then Walt would say, well, we're going to go do it anyway. Mike is the Walt, and Sam is the Roy. <laughs> yeah. Sam is the one that says, let's make the numbers. So I'm sitting here with Mike in his office with an idea on how we can raise some money. And, and the first time I met Sam was we're in there together. And we had this idea to do a fundraiser, first at the Lancaster. Mm-hmm. And basically, he just showed up. I think it was like 5 o'clock at night and get pizza during the evening. And then you would make a donation back and... Yeah. We designed a shirt. He's wearing the Odd Mo shirt, which looks a lot like a KSLM shirt. Mm-hmm. And then it went from there. It went to Kaiser. Then it went to South Commercial. Then it went to West. The idea was to spend one month every Tuesday and go to the four different locations. Okay. 
and the locations are all franchises, so they would make a donation back. Mm-hmm. What was amazing to me, Mike, is Sam doesn't talk a whole lot. He sits and listens. But when we got done, Sam told the franchises outside of Salem they would participate. Okay. He didn't say, do you want to? Mm-hmm. No. He said, you will participate. Okay. So now all of a sudden, I'm on the road with Mike, and we're going to Newburgh. And we went to Hillsboro. Yeah, yeah, Tannisport. <laughs> and then and Canby. We went to all four of the franchises outside at a point where I was literally saving cans in a bag in my car to turn in to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Mike, we were able to raise well over $3,000 that month. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but then the other one that I have to bring up, we have some time here. The other one that we came with a fun idea for a fundraiser. At the time, I was working at FedEx, and I overheard a co-worker saying, we have this piece of crap car. We just want to get rid of it. Where can we donate a car? And I said, I know where you can donate a car. I can give you a receipt. So they donated their piece of crap car to getting cancer. Oh, okay. And Mike and I went over and hooked, we drug it, right? We <laughs> took a chain, and we drug that car. No, we drove that car. We didn't drive that car. Oh, that's right. We did drive that car. Yeah, we basically followed each other. And the funny thing is, I mean, we was on its last legs. I mean, we were trying to make every light. We were trying to make every everything. <laughs> you're like, please don't be red. It please was, don't be red. It was one of those things you do when you're 15 years old and you're taking the car and you're not supposed to. So everything was like hyper, hyper, like, <laughs> what are we doing? What is wrong with you? You know, and uh, we made it to find out. And we just basically, well, we parked it at the honky tonk. And shut her down. And then, why we didn't open the hood the first time, I have no idea. We opened the hood. There's no radiator. There's no, I mean, there's a lot of missing components. No God, God drove that car. And it was like, um, all right, then, there we go. And so we had a good time with that. But yeah, we. Uh, I, I, I forgot. I thought we'd try. So no. we get it to Honky Tonks, Amanda, and it's uh, kind of the gravel area of their parking lot. Right. And the deal was for, for $10. You got three hits with a sledgehammer. Oh, okay. And a spray paint can, and you could write whatever cancer you hated on the car and beat the shit out of the car. Oh, okay. I mean, beat the crap out of the car. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> can you edit that? <laughs> and and we, had, I still remember, Mike, Mike may be able to find this video. So, you know, Mike's got some anger towards cancer. Right. And he found the exact right spot on the the windshields are shatterproof. So mm-hmm. if you hit the windshield exactly in the middle, they don't break. Right. But you found a spot like right below the window. Yeah. On the door. The door, yeah. And then you videotaped it and slowed it down. So it's like hit the door and then whoa as the window <laughs> shatters. Yeah, that was pretty fun. But yeah. that was like Yeah, we've done a lot of those types of things. It's Every time you do it, it's kind of like cool you, you do it. Like you're the polar plunge thing you're doing. It's just amazing. And, I mean, the golf tournaments. I mean, you do a lot of stuff, and I'm sure you've talked about all these things over the, you know, over the time. But you do a lot of amazing things. It brings a lot of people together. And I know every time you do anything, you always find new people, and you always hear stories. And I just I – am, I really am amazed that you're able to absorb all that because it's a lot. You Same. Know? So. It, it is, is a, a lot. it is a lot. You have me in tears all the time, <laughs> all the time, and that that that's a lot to carry on your shoulders to meet with these people and to talk with them and and to just hear these heart wrenching stories. That that is a lot. 
And I deal with that kind of stuff with humor. And it's not necessarily a good thing to have in the room uh, when <laughs> people are really like doing that. And so I, I really think that it's an amazing skill you have to be able to absorb that at the same time, create such a positive landscape for people. So I, I appreciate that. And I'm sure everybody that deals with this does as well. And uh, and you know what's funny? That Just real quick, your sister and you talk a lot like. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I watched her videos and she was talking this morning about, you know, um, when she was taking her morning walk and the sun going up in Arizona and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And so I was watching. And then I'm like, she talks just like Barrett. Oh, no. <laughs> so. Well, and we've got a few more minutes here. He says you just, you just brought Brenda up. You know, you and I had been together for almost three years. And the first time you met Brenda was at the honoring evening. Yep. Um, and I told her, and I, I told Amanda, I said, I thought it was very brave of Brenda to get in front of it. It was. There was 80 people in that room. And she might have known 10 of them. Mm-hmm. So to announce a bunch of that her cancer came back seemed really brave. But what were your impressions of Brenda Mike? Uh she carried herself very well. Mm-hmm. Very professional. Um and you know, she seems you know, I I don't know. It's um I met her for a very short so I didn't have time to really talk to her and all that. But um she's really a heady person. You know, she's very aware of what's happening, very aware of what's around her, understands the importance of what she's going through and how it's impacting other people and realizes she could use this as an opportunity, even though she's going through this struggle, to be able to hopefully inspire or lift people up that are facing this, even as she goes through it and her struggles. And I think I really have a great appreciation for people that can do that because that's not an easy load to carry. And she's not only done that, but she's hooked two or three wagons to her as well and said, come on, we'll figure all this stuff out together Mm -hmm. and uh that is it's inspiring you know and so it's always nice to be able to meet her i wish i had more time to chat with her but it was an emotional room and you know mike is uh was one foot out the door before he stepped one foot in the door (laughs) because i knew i knew it was going to be like that but uh but uh, no it's just amazing so well i've told her this a few times you know we co-found this together but if she had not got cancer i would have had no reason to start this right and in my efforts to help her, because she was the first go-to, in my efforts to help her, no one knew who she was. There she is in Arizona, and I'm pulling people together to do a word dash. And I said, when you guys meet her, you'll understand. She's the queen of kindness. I'm just the king she of is. jibber-jabber. <laughs> but, it's, but it's worked out really well. I think the one thing that stood out to me the most uh, for that honoring evening with Brenda is that she wasn't. It was she, if I was in her position and I got my cancer back, I'd be angry. I'm not going to lie. I would, I would have a lot of anger and I would be upset. And she was just, you know what? I think that because of everything I did, it didn't come back as bad. And she's just so optimistic and it, she's walking hope. Mm-hmm. She has so much hope, love, and joy. And she, it lit, it sheds off of her and clings on to other people. She's she's amazing. Well, I did tell her when she called to say that it'd come back. Uh, I said, we have to strategize here, sis, because we didn't start this to be some kind of global movement, but it's happening. And so we have to figure out the right time to announce it. And, and then she just, I didn't tell her. She took this on herself. She said, okay, well, I'm back in the fight and people are watching, so I'm going to use my own fight to try to inspire the people. I, I applaud her for doing that. Yeah, me too, I mean, big time. You, you talk about the weight I take on, but here she is every morning getting up to do her walk in Yuma, Arizona, 
and then taping herself doing the walk in yeah. Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. And she's doing so much better, but I, I encourage I, all of our prayer warriors out there to continue to pray for her. Um, she's still, you know, she still goes through her battles of dealing with everything that's come on with having her cancer return. Um, so just please keep her in your prayers. It, it is gone, but she still has some battles to go through. So yeah. Well, and, and I'm just going to take this chance again to thank you, Mike, for everything you've done over yes. several years. And you, he, he and I have sat down over some really crazy ideas. Like, hey, Mike, what if we did a scavenger hunt? <laughs> and we spent like an hour over lunch talking through the idea, and then all of a sudden that quest thing yeah. came out of that, right? Because Mike and I are out-of-the-box thinkers. And it's like, well, how can we how can we do something to bring awareness when everyone's out doing their Christmas shopping? Yeah. And, and that's and then, and then he always, like, not only does he do that, but he says, okay, well, here's the deal. Bob Bush, you just want 52 pizzas. <laughs> yeah. you know? Lucky Bob Bush. And then we get to the place to get a picture, <laughs> and I love what Mike did because he took 52 pizza boxes and stacked them all mm-hmm. up, you know. And, and so he and I are just always together. No, thank you so much, Mick, for all you do. So you guys, go to Oddmo's Pizza tonight for dinner. I encourage you strongly. So with that, we are going to end the show, and I want to give a huge shout-out to our sponsor for this second half, which is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connections. Uh, So if you have any questions on buying and selling a home, she is definitely your go-to girl, and her number is 503-409-4389. And we'll be back next week. As the movement continues. continues.